Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of daily fantasy sports and gambling. So you can stop Googling how to join a squid game to cover all those parlays you thought were such a sure thing. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Happy Saturday morning to you all. We have a four-game uh, NBA slate. Uh, actually, we just hit the afternoon uh, as I'm recording this. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of NBA news to cover. So let's get right down to it. Four-game slate uh, for the playoffs. First off, we've got Philly still in Toronto playing the Raptors, looking to close them out with a sweep. Uh, Raptors trying to hang on. Uh, injury news, maybe. Toronto gets back Scotty Barnes. Realistically, uh, the Raptors did just about everything right in game three. Still can close it out because of Embiid. Uh, you know, I think the issue here is the fact that you've got uh, uh, Joel Embiid apparently with a thumb injury that he picked up in game three. Uh, it looks like he's still going to play. Yes, uh, Philly could be pushing hard to kind of close this out early. That would make sense, but it's not the craziest thing in the world if, with the crowd, Toronto goes hard at them again. I, you know, they say Scotty Barnes might be available to play. You know, may, maybe that gives them a boost. They need to have something to give a little bit more of a breather to Fred Van Vliet, who struggled in the series. OG Ananobi's been solid. Siakam, they, they need more, just being perfectly honest. Uh, and Embiid's just been bullying him, but if Embiid is slightly off and, you know, that thumb's bothering him, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if Toronto gets off to a hot start, Philly dials it back a bit and just plays for another day and uh, let Embiid get some rest in this game. They've got a cushion. It It's not necessarily left enough to, like, push that hard and overextend him if he does have that hand injury. Um, yes, I know that they would like to get more rest, but you know, it's not uh, it's not absolute that they got to get out of here with a W. Obviously, being up three zero, uh, so health comes first. I think Toronto hangs on, extends the series at least one more game, and then we get the gentleman sweep uh, in game uh, in game five uh, by Philly. Uh, you know, just I just don't see where Toronto is matching up with Tyrese Maxey. He's been able to get to the hoop. You know, Harden has been pretty much a non-factor in this series, and they're still up 3-0. I, I still don't think Harden is in shape or healthy for that matter. But we could see. It's like if, uh, if Embiid is struggling with the hand, we could see Harden take over. Like, he hasn't done anything this series, so. Um, if he actually has his pop-off game here, I certainly won't be on it. I'm not going to be chasing it. I told you from the outset, I don't have a ton of confidence in Harden in this postseason uh, just because of where he's looked uh, conditioning-wise. He just doesn't look there. So on the Toronto side, I'll look at an OG Ananobi. Maybe I'll play some Fred Van Fleet. I, I still don't know. Um, if Barnes is out, I like Pressures of Chua on DraftKings and FanDuel. If Barnes is starting, 
I'm probably off everyone. Uh, it's just one of those things where you want to have as high usage as possible. If Barnes is going to be soaking up 20 minutes, I think it kind of takes uh, Van Fleet out of the way in terms of usage on the offensive end. Uh, Anunobi, far less desirable of a play. Chua, because he's 4,300, you still have to put that in consideration. And Siakam, absolutely not. So definitely be waiting for injury news uh, on Barnes if he's starting or not. They say he's available to play. If he's not starting, maybe they give him a run for like 5, 10 minutes to see how well he can go. And, you know, if that happens, it happens if he gets hot or not. But I'm not... I'm not going to roll the dice on Scotty Barnes, but if he's starting, then I'm definitely off the Toronto guys from a DFS standpoint. Uh, but I do think Toronto uh, gets out of W here, uh, but I'm not necessarily looking at this as a premier spot of high scoring game. I think this might be just Philly, you know, kind of uh, throttling down a bit if uh, they don't get off to a great start. Next up, we got Dallas in the afternoon game in Utah. The Mavs pick, uh, picking up uh, another big win. Uh, you know, they won uh, They won again in game three. I, you know, I just don't understand what Utah's doing. Uh, you know, Gobert is getting exposed because uh, Dallas is stretching out, shooting from behind the arc. But the truth of the matter is Utah's not being nearly fast enough with their closeouts. Uh, I, Dallas is getting way too many clean looks. Uh, at the bucket from beyond the arc and Brunson is just carving him up. Uh, like Brunson and Dinwiddie have been carving him up in the backcourt. At, you know, at a certain point, Donovan Mitchell has got to take it personally and start guarding these dudes. Uh, I don't know if it, if it's the free agency kicking in and he's kind of checking out, but Mitchell has been very much a disappointment. Uh, I know people are going to be uh, high up on Brunson uh, because of his performances in the first three games. Someone's going to overpay for him. Probably will be the Knicks or some other team, but I just think it'll be an overpay. But, um, yeah, they say Luka might play some limited minutes. I just think it's a mistake. Uh, you got you got the two uh, games. At hand, uh, you got the two wins. You're not in danger. Going 2-2 with a fully healthy Luka and not playing limited minutes, but just being 2-2, I think that's a win for Dallas, in my opinion. If you risk Luka getting banged up again in this series, you got no shot next round. They, they At least the team has shown that they can compete with this Utah squad that has, again, the defense has been brutal uh, watching uh, this game unfold. Um, so in terms of uh, value plays, I'm... Going back to looking at Brunson, and, uh, you know, I'm not a Spencer Dinwiddie guy, but, you know, if Utah is going to struggle as mightily as they are with uh, their team defense, you're, you're probably going to have to just give a look at, uh, at Dinwiddie just because you save, you're saving money with Dinwiddie. They're like, there's no getting, uh, there's no getting around it, so, you know. As it stands, uh, Dinwiddie, uh, you're saving, uh, I believe it's 1300 Let me double check. Oh, I'm not even close. Uh, Dinwiddie's 7200 now. Uh, yeah, Brunson had 7700 and Dinwiddie's 7200 I just, I think they're going to be really popular. 
and you know, I would probably just look at playing a guy like uh, Reggie Bullock at forty nine hundred instead at the guard position, and you know, Josh Green is only thirty three hundred. He's not going to kill you if he, you know, goes back to being Josh Green and not producing. Max Akleba, 4,800. I'm not paying 4,800 for Max Akleba. And Dwight Powell is just a just walking, talking, escalator. Like, he goes up and he goes down. That's uh, just uh, nothing out of Powell in terms of actual utility. Uh, this is not a P.J. Tucker situation. Um, you know, we're just going to pass on Kleber and Powell, in my opinion. Uh, at least that's the way I'm approaching it. I just... I just don't know, Dallas-wise, if Luka's playing, I have a whole lot less interest in this game in general. I I just think that's a mistake for Luka to be playing. If Luka's playing, then I'm definitely getting off that game entirely from the Dallas side, and I'll just pivot to the Jazz, where uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, 6,100, is my favorite player on the Jazz side. Uh, you can look at a Royce O'Neal at 3,800. Donovan Mitchell at 8,700. He's he's got to put up numbers. Like he just hasn't been putting up the numbers. I would rather just concentrate on the Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Boston game and game stack that game, than you know trying to figure out how this Dallas game is going to play out. So, uh, instead of waiting on the Luca news, I may just game stack it outright. Uh, with uh Brooklyn Boston because I think people are just gonna play some Dallas guys and not fade the game. I think you can get away with just fading the Dallas game. Maybe play Tyrese Maxey in the first game if you believe in Embiid being healthy enough to dominate again. Play Embiid and Maxey, and you do a run back with a Jua, and then fade the Dallas uh Utah game, and then just load up on. Uh, Brooklyn and Boston, uh, which I'll get into, or you know, get real different and load up on the uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Memphis series. But I, I think the Dallas game is the most likely one to bust completely from a DFS standpoint. I think Utah wins the game, ties it up. Uh, you know, I gotta think Donovan Mitchell shows up. Uh, I just, I just think at the price tag you're probably going to get more scoring out of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the Boston side than you are Donovan Mitchell at 8,700. It's a price thing with Mitchell that has me concerned. Uh, other pieces on Utah, I mentioned Bogdanovich. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's a possibility at 4,500. Maybe Mike Conley at 5,500, but not going too crazy over it. Uh, but Lo and behold, let's get into the night slate, which is I think you should be concentrating most of your players on. Um, and I'm sure DraftKings fans will have a separate night slate, but truth be told, my preference is concentrating on the Brooklyn-Boston uh, series. The Nets still don't play any defense. Bruce Brown is still too cheap for his usage on the Nets side. KD is 10-9, uh, you know, I mean, 10 to, uh, I'm saying 10, I mean, 10 to, but uh, 10,200. But uh, the issue is everyone's concentrating on KD. I think KD can go off and get to the free throw line and score. 
but I don't necessarily see a 70, 70 point fantasy score potential from Katie. I see him being in the sixties. Yeah. Could he have a 40 point game, 50 point game? Certainly. But I think it's asking a lot, uh, uh for that to be, uh, more of a, a standard expectation. I think Kyrie has an easier time of getting there because I think Boston's going to concentrate their efforts on slow down KD again. And just let Kyrie do what he wants to do at 9,600. I'd rather go there and play off of Brown on the Celtic side, Jason Tatum, 9,300. He's going to score Jalen Brown, 8,200. He should also be scoring on uh, this uh, Brooklyn squad. Marcus Smart, the Nets are going to let him shoot. He's 6,400. He could get there. You're looking at an Al Horford at 6,900. Can score. I mean, Brooklyn doesn't play defense, so the easy buckets should be there for the Celtics, even on the road. Uh, and it's not like the Brooklyn crowd is that crazy either um, in terms of fan noise across the league. I think this is manageable for the Celtics. Uh, you know, both games have been close. I expect this one to be close as well. I don't see the Nets actually being capable of blowing out a team even if they have a good offensive night i just they don't play their defense is too shoddy to truly keep a team down if they get out to a, a decent enough lead so you know pressure's on brooklyn to get it going tonight i expect durant to put up numbers i just don't think it's going to be monster enough numbers to justify the salary price tag of what you need to do to take down the gpp i i don't think uh he's going to be in the winner. I think he can have a, a very good night, but I don't think with the prices uh, where they are, there are too many variables where I think uh, teams can uh, really go off and still be the KD team because that KD price tag is so high. And then the nightcap between Memphis and Minnesota, you know, Memphis got game three, took back home court. Uh, Minnesota going to have to try to rally. I told you guys from the outset, I did not like Carl Anthony Towns for this series. I still don't like Carl Anthony Towns for this series. You know, 8,900, people are going to get sucked into playing Towns. I'm going to be underweight on him. Uh, I may just fade him completely because that price tag, I would rather play Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think it's more reliable to get that type of performance out of Donovan Mitchell than what the uh, T-Bulls are looking at at Towns. Anthony Edwards at 7,800. Could get there, but I think there are other plays. Uh, John Morant, 9,700. He is borderline for me, but certainly under consideration. D'Angelo Russell, absolutely love him. We'll have plenty of exposure to him. I definitely would be looking at one of the three between Jaron Jackson and Xavier Tillman on uh, the Memphis side to go along with uh, Ja. Uh, Someone is going to get... uh, uh, work with him. I just don't know who. Uh, Dylan Brooks uh, got hurt last game. We'll see how he's feeling. If Brooks is uh, banged up and uh, gets a minutes reduction, uh, that throws Bain, Desmond Bain into conversation along with uh, Xavier Tillman just because they're going to need bodies out there. Um, and then in terms of the filler pieces in this game, you got on the Minnesota side, you got uh, Malik Beasley at 4,200. Uh, Vanderbilt, uh, I mentioned, uh, I believe I mentioned at 3,700, and Jaden McDaniels at 3,400. Like, as last pieces, you could do a lot worse. And uh, if for some reason you don't get Dylan Brooks playing tonight, uh, John Karchar has to enter into the fold uh, 
at I think he's 30 uh, 3100 if uh I'm not mistaken if Brooks is out. If Brooks is still playing or uh they say severely limited in terms of minutes, then uh uh Conchar uh Conchar's only in play if Brooks is out really or severely limited minutes. Otherwise, uh Conchar I I think you could run the risk of him only seeing five minutes of action on the floor. Um, as opposed to what I would think is if uh, Brooks is limited, Conchar is getting somewhere between uh, tw- uh, 20 and 24 minutes. Um, so that's all I got, folks. Uh, I think uh, that Memphis-Minnesota uh, game is the closest one to call. I think it'll be more of a coin flip as if he gets hot in the fourth quarter. I think Minnesota takes it. Uh, I like uh, D'Angelo Russell. Um, you can pair him with uh, the Brooklyn guys and just load up on n- nightcap games and maybe just have Tyrese Maxey. Uh, again, this a lot of it depends on how uh, the uh, Toronto news looks. So we'll see how that goes. But best of luck to everyone. And, uh, yeah, good luck uh, with the games today. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.